Hey, y'all. So recently, Colorado Governor Jared Polis declared March 20th, 2021 Meat Out Day for the entire state of Colorado. As you can imagine, this not only ticked a bunch of carnivorous Coloradans off, but it lit a fire under livestock industry supporters across the country. The Colorado Livestock Association responded to Governor Polis's decree by dubbing March 20th, 2021 Meat In Day to promote the livestock industry. CLA's efforts were not only successful in Colorado, but in many other states as well. So without further ado, here's the raw audio from a discussion I had with Kenny Rogers, Colorado Livestock Association President-Elect, about the details of Meat Out Day and the overwhelming success of Meat In Day. From the Activist versus Agriculture audio archives, I'm M. Provines, and this is the interview which I discussed in my blog post titled, Polis Has 99 Problems and All of Them Involve Meat Out Day. because we're we're one of the centennial farms here in Colorado so we've been around a while playing the same game so obviously my thoughts and concerns and emotions whatever everything related to it run pretty deep what about your involvement with the Colorado Livestock Association Uh, I've been a member for shoot I don't even know how many years but uh Working my way up through the ranks, I was chair of the producer uh, council there for a while. Now I'm their president-elect, so just another way to try to, I mean, I just feel like everybody ought to contribute something to those organizations that are trying to help them. Mm-hmm. So uh, the big topic of discussion in the past, I, really, really the past few weeks has been uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Um, Governor of Colorado, Jared Polis, declaring Meat Out Day. So can you kind of give us the full story on that? Well, we can uh, – I, I really honestly feel like we can even back that up a little bit because going clear back to a speech he made shortly after he was first sworn into office, and I'll paraphrase, I don't know exactly the words he used, but he was giving a speech and he mentioned that he was going to fundamentally change the face of agriculture, which, you know, when I think a lot of us heard that, we're like, what does that mean? <laughs> and since then, uh, there just been some, uh, I'm going to call them missteps on his part, you know, considering agriculture is our number two contributor to the economy here in the state of Colorado and livestock being the number one portion of agriculture. I just don't think that he truly honestly understands and it just oftentimes seems like he didn't even care about agriculture and specifically livestock production. Mm -hmm. 
So, what was it, a little over a year ago, he delivered to the Colorado Department of Agriculture some of the uh, uh, fake meat burgers from Burger King, I think, what do they call them, Impossible Burgers, I believe. And essentially, the staff at the Colorado Department of Ag felt like they had to consume that or, you know, face his wrath or any repercussions. I don't know. There's a lot of them that were concerned. I kind of heard them or heard about them behind, behind the scenes. So he did that. And of course the uh, livestock organizations immediately called him out on it. And within a week or 10 days, two weeks, we held a barbecue up there and invited the governor, and he did, to his credit, he showed up, and he ate a hamburger that day. And, you know, like I said, since then, uh, then we have the the declaration for him proclaiming a meat-out holiday, and our response was, you know, let's have a meat-in day, and just everybody consume the livestock protein of their choice, whether it's beef, pork, lamb, whatever. Just eat meat. That is crazy. I didn't know that he had delivered those impossible burgers to... That is just wild. And did he do that, do you think, as a way of being like, you got to try this, you need to investigate this more, or do you think it was a little small? Well, there... uh, And once again, me paraphrasing, I don't know exact wording of what he said, but he more or less stated or implied that livestock production was on its way out and we need to be looking at alternative food sources. And here's one, which, and like I said, we all went, uh, what are you saying? <laughs> you don't yeah, truly you and honestly feel that way. You know, I mean, good Lord. It's, it's, we are one of the most adaptable segments of agriculture. I feel like there's ever been. I mean, Mm-hmm. Give us a circumstance, and we can adapt and change if need be. We'll that is that is wild. And do you think that possibly um, one of the things that was concerning him about livestock is maybe sustainability? Could you talk to the sustainability of the beef or sustainability of beef for a minute? You know, he has. Uh, I don't know how detailed he's made his comments regarding that. He's he's kind of talked around that from time to time, and you know we've come forth and says, hey, you know, look at look at how we're producing beef nowadays. You know, our our carbon footprint, if you want to talk about that, is less than it's ever been, and and probably we can incrementally, however, say that fifty cent word there, we can continue to lessen the impact we're having on the environment, and we can do that over time. And, you know, we can produce more with less. So I don't know if that, uh, you know, because some of his big uh, pushes for agriculture, you know, he's big on hemp production. uh, He's big on lavender production, whatever in the heck that is. I don't I don't have a clue. I always thought it was some kind of a flower, but I don't know. He's, He's mentioned that. That's one of the things he would like to see more of. Uh beginning and young farmers what's well, fine i'm all for that but i don't think he truly understands that uh most times that's a recipe for disaster because it's just you know it's economies of scale nowadays and it's just so tough for someone to start from scratch and get going 
and uh, you know he, he likes the idea of uh, small farms kind of producing, consuming what they produce, kind of uh, you know thinking along those lines. So who knows? I haven't truly and honestly ever been able to figure out what course he's charted for us. That's that's all a little wild, especially in a state like Colorado, you know, like you said. I mean, livestock right. is the, the thing in Colorado. Yeah, and I mean, it's huge here. I mean, uh, you know, one of the things, which is funny, uh, after he made the meet out proclamation you know I, I spoke among some folks i know and this is you know that might be the kiss of death for the national western stock show because right now it's on uh somewhat tenuous footing because of the fact that they canceled the show this year mm-hmm. oklahoma says we'll have a show people went down there and truly and honestly really enjoyed it. The governor was out amongst the crowd practically on a daily basis. Thank you for coming, welcoming them, you know, being seen with them. And, you know, here's our governor within a short while later saying, you know, let's have a day when we say that it's bad for your health, bad for the environment, and we won't eat meat for one day. So, you know, how's that going to play with uh the nation's livestock organizations when they factor in where are we going to spend our money next year? Is it going to be in Denver or is it going to be in Oklahoma City? Right. And I mean, that would be a pretty big damage, I would think, to the city of Denver and probably even the entire state if they didn't have the National Western Stock Show in Denver. Well, I've heard it uh, generates somewhere in the neighborhood of $115 million additional revenues, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's a pretty good-sized uh, dent that they would suffer because of that. Good Lord. But I don't know, and it's really sad because National Western, you know, I mean, good Lord, my family has been exhibiting up there uh, starting clear back in 1950, so you know, we've been associated with it a long time. They're totally revamping and rebuilding and making this beautiful new facility there, and I I just don't know what's how it's going to play out. What's going to happen? And like yeah. I said, I place a portion of the blame on people deciding not to return right squarely at the feet of the governor. Oh, that's that's all wild. But um, I want to get on to the more positive aspect of this meat out day, um, and that is the meat in day and the success of that. Because I. I got to tell you, I was kind of taken aback by the amount of people that I saw on a national scale coming out to support mm-hmm. the everyone, you know, who is saying, yeah, we want to eat meat. And even people who don't even, never even been to Colorado in their life, they were very concerned yeah. about it, it seemed like. Well, I think, you know, most people finally reach a kind of a tipping point. You know, they're just going, enough, you know, we're, we're very tolerant, you know. That's kind of the <clears throat> the nature of most rural people out here. And, you know, we're tolerant; we won't say much. But I think it finally just got to the point where they just said, "Enough! This guy is just continually poking a stick in our eye, and we don't like it anymore. And we're going to find a way to demonstrate how much we don't get." And this meet-in was a genuine day to go out and make a very positive statement. Uh, were y'all a little bit blown away by the amount of support that you got? 
Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, shoot, even, you know, I'm from small town here, Yuma, Colorado, northeast Colorado, and, you know, we're not huge. I don't know our population, plus or minus 3,000 here, but we had, uh, for our own event that day that our local cattlemen put on, we had enough beef patties to be barbecued for 800 or 800 beef patties, I should say. We had an additional... 100 pounds of pulled pork, and we ran out of food. So, I mean, that's just a lot of people. They figured the pork was probably enough for an additional 400. So, safe to say, you know, considering some had uh, more than one, probably, you know, 1,000 to 1,100 people we serve just here in our little wide spot in the road. So what all did the Colorado Livestock Association actually do um, to promote meat in day? Well, they teamed up with, uh, you know, whoever wanted to do this. Uh, and one thing about Colorado livestock, you know, they're multi-species. So Smithfield pork, which is locally, not locally based, but they have a huge footprint here. They were one of the big promoters of it. Um, also teaming up with other uh, livestock organizations, the uh, Colorado Wool Growers Association, which are our sheep guys you know i mean we just kind of pool resources with with whomever because this came together not so much from the livestock organizations pushing it they were there to lend assistance but i mean it was it rose this is a true grassroots effort it rose up and sprang from the from the local people here and this is enough we want to do something we want to show that he can't tell us we can't or shouldn't eat meat this one day. So, like I said, CLA and Colorado Cattlemen and uh, the Farm Bureau and the Wool Growers and Colorado Pork Producers, I don't even, can't recall exactly who all, but they all just kind of says, hey, let us know what you need and, you know, we can help. That I, That's just awesome. I'm so happy that it went so well and that it was super successful. So how do you mm-hmm. think that... Do you think that this could be possibly an example as to how um, the future of agriculture is going to go? You know, as someone who's young, you know, who's pretty young and seeing a lot of young people uh, maybe changing their dietary habits, it, it can be a little discouraging at times. But I think when stuff like this happens, and there are people who live in, you know, upstate New York who are sharing meet in day posts and talking about this, and there are people in California who are doing the same thing, you know, from coast to coast. Do you think that this maybe brings a little bit of hope to the people who are worried about the future of agriculture? Well, I'd have to think it. Uh, you would look at it that way. I mean, you'd, you'd have to be awful uh, pessimistic to say it, it didn't do anything and doesn't matter because they're just going to continue to roll us. It's like, no, I honestly think that perhaps for once our governor gave pause to reflect and uh, – and because of that, maybe, hopefully, you know, let's take a step back and in future, you know, I'll, I'll at least open dialogue with them. But I was going to mention earlier uh, in one of the governor's statements, and this goes back to the National Western Stock Show thing, you know, he wrote a letter of support for that uh, huge show to remain here and he mentioned the fact that uh, Colorado is home to one of the oldest nation's oldest livestock organizations which predates the state the Colorado Cattlemen Association 
actually predates our state by about nine years. I think it was started in 1867, and we got statehood in 1876. So if my math is correct, we're, that group is, has been around a good long while. So he probably pointed to that this one time. So like I said, you know, if he can continue to realize the importance of us and the relevance of us, and we're not going away <laughs> by any means either, Maybe things will change. I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm a glass half full kind of guy, and I'm always hopeful. Well, do you have anything else that you would like to add that you think that maybe um, our listeners would find interesting about the meet-in day or read-out day? Well, it. Uh, I'll say this much: he sure drove uh, membership. Uh, people renewing or joining first time in the in the livestock group. So uh, I jokingly said, well, hey, he gets a recruiter of the year award for, for somebody because, boy, there many people says, all right, I need to do something to join these groups. Yeah, I mean, it's you got to start there. You can't do it on your own or you can't rely upon another individual. It's got to be strength in numbers. It's got to be through the groups. And they need to be a uh, – legitimate, well-recognized, respected group. And that's, you know, we've got those here in state. Well, congratulations on a very successful uh, campaign and event. Well, thank you. I'm not going to take much credit on it. Like I said, I was just kind of a, I had a bit part in the play and many of us did, but we were more than happy to throw things together, give up a day of our time and demonstrate that, uh, you know, we're here and, you know, we are who we are and there's nothing that's wrong with what we are. And we're going to continue to take that message across wherever and wherever we can. Thank you so much to Kenny for having this discussion with me and allowing me to use this audio. You can find more information about CLA by visiting coloradolivestock.org. For Activists versus Agriculture, I'm Improvise. And whether you're eating a carnivorous diet or a plant-based diet, be sure to thank an agriculturalist because they're the reason why your belly's full. <laughs>